Hey, what's going on? Welcome back to What Lies Beneath. This is Trevor Montgomery, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Christian. What's going on, man? Uh, just here is your infallible filler. God, dude, every time you say that word, it just makes you want to crawl up deep inside that pussy and get into a ball. <laughs> you remember that reference from Step Brothers? Uh, no. Well, you need to go watch that movie again. I really hope it's from that movie. It might not even be from that one. Yeah, we'll roll with it. It's it's when the chick... It's our uh, show. I mean, we can make up whatever shit yeah, we want to. So. Exactly. I mean, this whole episode might be fake. Who knows? Uh, but going to piggyback off of last week a little bit here to get a few housekeeping things out of the way. So if you guys would like um, some What Lights Beneath stickers, here's what I need you to do. I need you to search for our podcast in iTunes and then you'll hit our name and then scroll to the bottom where it says write a review. Uh, you'll hit five stars and then you'll leave us, you know, you can leave us a funny one if you want anything you want really. Uh, and then what you'll do is take a picture of that and you'll email it to what lies beneath podcast at gmail.com. And then we'll send you a sticker. So it's pretty easy. Um, just a little promotion for our podcast to try to get it to grow uh, and get some positive uh, ratings up there so we can rise in the charts. But uh, also a chance to win some stickers. I haven't chosen the winner yet, but on Instagram I made a post and it is of me. It's a pretty funny photo. I was way younger. Uh, it's a caption contest. Some of the captions on there are pretty raunchy, but I love it. I'm just uh, thankful that my mom isn't on Instagram yet because if she were, she saw that. I don't know, man. It'd be, <laughs> I'd have to explain a few things. I don't know. Gaina might grant, gain some inspiration from that. <laughs> she she might pick up some new language she's not used to, that's for sure. Um, so, dude, what do you think about when somebody says the word Atlantis or the lost city of Atlantis? What is like what comes to mind for you? Are you asking our audience? Or are you asking me? I don't know. I'm asking. I'm asking towards. you. I'm asking you. Um, I think of the fancy resort you see on TV, and it's really expensive to go there. Uh, and there are uh, extremely fit women in bikinis and people writing down slides. <laughs> dude that's that's a way different idea that than what pops into my head so for me honestly i think of like mermaids and shit and like this is like after the fall so i'm thinking of like underwater atlantis i'm thinking of like mermaids and like lots of gold and i, I see like poseidon and gods and stuff and it's just badass and it's a huge orgy um you know, you, you know, you never know if it's incest or not, but you don't care because everybody looks so goddamn good. So, yeah, dude, it's just a big sex orgy in the bottom of the ocean to me. So, you think the water serves as its own lubrication? You know what, man? I don't know. I mean, that's a, it's a good, uh, plausible explanation for it, though. Anyways, after that, after that little uh, whatever, I'm gonna let Christian start us off on this episode. I'm gonna let him. St- get going on some of the backstory and then I have some pretty interesting topics. I don't really know uh, what Christian has to bring to the table when he mentioned this topic. Honestly, like I was a little worried cause I've thought about it before, but I've never really like researched it at all. I've never really, 
I don't know. I've, you know, it's just like a myth. It's just like something I've heard about and it's just not something I ever thought I'd research, but kind of glad I did though, because I found some pretty interesting things and I can't wait to share them with you, but I'll, uh, put a sock in it and let Christian get going. So hit it, dude. Well, Trevor poses a good segue. That was a, I think a good way of, of, uh, introducing the topic. What comes to mind? What's visual about Atlantis? I think we all have conceptions, None of us have really researched. I know I haven't. So, of course, if I haven't, the majority of you out there haven't. It's uh, I'm just a microcosm of true society. Uh, I think of definitely the Mediterranean and pillars, all cattywampus underwater, maybe 20, 30 meters below as much as, I don't know, 500 meters below the surface of the water. Uh, I think of ancient Greece, ancient Rome. Uh, I don't know about the mermaids, uh, TBD on the mermaids, you know. I, I guess I, maybe it, in some of my fantasies about Atlantis orgies, yeah, mermaids are involved. I feel like there's less to work with with a fin, though. Uh, but that's just me. Uh, also, I, I think just the notion of a developed society, I think that was a notion that I always maintained when thinking of Atlantis. Also, the Disney movie, watched it two weeks back. Not saying that that's the inspiration for this topic tonight, but wink, wink it is. Uh, fantastic movie. Milo's a badass. You know, that uh, uh, that that subtle hero. He's got the intellect, uh, and uh, he comes out in the end and has himself a hot Atlantis chick that that's not a mermaid. Anyway, didn't mean to spoil the story, but... But yeah, definitely associated with uh, with ancient civilizations and uh, cataclysmic event that resulted in their destruction or at least uh, the forfeiture of the island. Uh, but I'll continue. So this does exist, or at least the myth became known during ancient Greece, which ancient Greece came around, I believe, in B.C. of 800. <clears throat> just to give you a time frame. And this was an inception by a man named Plato. And it's, Plato. I, I'd say that's, uh, that's really presumptuous. You go by one name. Um, but uh, but you, you may know of, I guess, really famous Greeks went by one name. So Socrates was his mentor. He was Plato. And then I think you've heard of Aristotle. Uh, Aristotle, uh, probably had a love affair with, with Plato and, and, uh, did some raunchy stuff, but yes, Plato was an integral part of Western philosophy, uh, developed, developed political philosophies, was real heavily involved with the arts and culture of, of ancient Athens and mathematics, various other sciences. But anyway, he also tried to chronicle the history surrounding but surrounding Greece. Uh, what? How did Greece result or Athens? I don't know what they refer to it as. I'm just going to go with Greece Athens interchangeably. <laughs> and I can see this bastard just sitting there carving out stone tablets, which I'm sure he had chiseled forearms. Uh, but essentially, he created a 
a chronicle or a chord dialogue, whatever you want to want to refer to it as, called I think it's Crimius. Let me get there. It's called oh, uh, Timius. Uh, yeah, Timaeus and, and uh, Critias. I'm sure we're butchering the hell out of that. Any of you Greeks out there? The what, Timaeus yeah, Greek, and bro. Critias. I get the emphasis on the wrong syllable, I'm sure. But <laughs> I'm not hairy enough to be Greek. So help me out here. So these were written around in the mid-300s BC. That's before Christ. That's before Trevor was born. So um, so does does it go like eight hundred and then it goes like to zero or whatever? Is that how the the, no, the years it, went? Then? It interfaced ancient Greece interfaced with ancient Rome. Okay, so basically, when when ancient Rome began began to assert power, that's when the Greeks subsided uh, because Rome became the major power within the Mediterranean. <clears throat> Let's see what what years do they have us at? Andes, six hundred A.D. Alexander the third, Alexander the Great. So three thirty six B.C. Alexander the Great was associated with Macedonia, which is really the Western Balkans. Anyway, so Plato developed these two dialogues. Timaeus and and uh, Critias, yeah, Critias, Critias, where the hell? And this is the first mention of Atlantis, or at least in in written history. So this is a cataloged event, and Atlantis was described simply as being within the Atlantic Ocean. So everyone, at least I thought, oh well, hell. It, well, it makes sense. Atlantis is in the Atlantic, but I always thought it was in the Mediterranean. And how we know it's within the Mediterranean, or at least that's what it per- was perceived as by Plato, is that the pillars of Heracles, it lies on the other side of the pillars of Heracles. So the way the Strait of Gibraltar is situated in the Mediterranean is right between, It's I think it's Eastern or Western Spain and Morocco. So it's a very, very small strait that's at the entrance of the Mediterranean. That is what Heracles is. Uh, it's a series of uh, uh, tall rocks protruding from islands around that area. Uh, and I, Atlantis, I didn't think it was major a major landmass by any means. I thought it, it could sustain. I feel like it was a Sicily or uh, some of the smaller Caribbean islands, but no, in fact, it's alleged to be a great landmass all the way the size of a continent. <clears throat> and yeah, I think I have. It was it was between the size of, or actually, it was the size of Libya and Asia Minor combined, which is about the size of like modern day turkey is what i have written down so yeah big ass land asia minor can't drink any beer <laughs> that's a good one dude that's a good dad joke oh, right yeah. there oh yeah uh what other major points did plato come up with so he he was inserting <clears throat> he was just inserting its interface with athens at the time he wanted 
he was relaying what information that he allegedly had, had absorbed over the course of time. Really, it amounted to the he stated that it uh, it originated from the Egyptians. That the Egyptians had uh, ascertained accounts of Atlantis, and that it was an integral part of the Mediterranean uh, uh, transition of civil civilizations, if you will, the upheaval of civilizations and and things like that. Uh, Trevor, step in if you'd like to offer any other information. I want to I want to make sure I'm not skipping anything. Yeah, I can offer a little bit on on uh, Plato. Um, so, like Christian said, you know, 360 BC, about you know, little over probably two and a half years ago, or two thousand, uh, two point five thousand years ago. Sorry, math has escaped my brain. Um, and it is said that the Hellenic gods of the old divided the lands between the gods. So like, uh, you know, your Greek gods, uh, Poseidon, and honestly, that's all that's coming to me right now, but you get the picture. Um, and then basically the destruction of it written, these are written in, uh, the two, I don't, I don't even want to call them, but, uh, the Curtius and Timaeus, he, this is basically summarizing those. And, uh, so basically what I got from it, you know, the gods kind of got pissed, so, you know, something happened. Um, and then it was said that like a giant earthquake uh, basically sunk the land. And this was about 9,000 years before Plato's time, which, you know, how, you know, how the hell did Plato know about this? You know, who told Plato? Um, and, you know, when, when Plato came out with these claims, you know, people thought he was a, you know, a nutcase basically, and and some people often think of it as him, you know, this is him using this as a story to kind of get his political views out there onto the world. They thought maybe he was just making this up so he could show power and try to persuade people. And honestly, I mean, it's a pretty good, it's a pretty good way to look at it, in my opinion, because even back then, you know, it's still crazy something like that to happen. I mean, just imagine today if something like that were said, people, you know, they look at you and they're going to lock you up in a sane asylum. So let's see. And th now this throws kind of a wrench in the story. I don't know how recent this was discovered, but um, Plato wasn't the first one to actually talk about it. About 100 years before Plato, a guy by the name of Helanticus, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, uh, he wrote about it, um, and he, he was said to have been inspired by a, a Greek-speaking city of the ancient uh, Egyptians called, and this one's a hard one too, uh, I'm going to call it, um, wow, I don't know how to say that, Oxyrinkos, something like that. And here Sounds is where like they found 500,000 the, the hell out of a floor and just clear any stain. <laughs> yeah. I wish I wish Black I could reference that guy in one of his sayings. Spot but any of that shit afterwards. <laughs> but in this ancient city, there were said to have been found five hundred thousand old tablets uh, that spoke about, you know, possibly uh, what Plato was talking about, Atlantis stuff like that. Uh, pictures were on there, and. These are still being studied today and in approximately, you know, one volume per year comes out and they study this at the Oxford University 
Um, and you can still go online and research it and see some of the things I've been putting out. I haven't actually done so. So hopefully I'm not lying to you guys, but I think they're called the Ancient Lives Project. Uh, so, yeah, and over 75 volumes have been produced, which I don't know. I feel like that's a pretty solid piece of evidence. And I feel like, you know, with our technological advances, why haven't we been able to figure out a way to like plug these into some type of computer program or system and just, I don't know, unless they're just so hard to read or whatever. But I feel like, I don't know, or, you know, maybe we just weren't as advanced as they were, even though it seems as if, oh, this is on the tablet, you know, there's no actual, you know, technology or something. I don't know. Just throwing out some ideas. Uh, and Christian interject whenever, but uh, I have another thing here. It says um, another hint that uh, was when the ancient Druids of Gaul, which Gaul is, is around Switzerland and France, uh, they arrived speaking of their destroyed lands. So basically they, they came here to, hey, you know, our land just we've been drowned. There's been an earthquake. We had to get the fuck out. So we're here. Um, and you know, people aren't necessarily saying that they were Atlanteans um, or from Atlantis, uh, but it kind of does fit the narrative. And it's, I don't know, it's, it's fun to think about whether you believe it or not. It's just kind of an idea that you can think about. Um, and it's also known that civilizations like Egypt and the Mayans, you know, they just seemed way too far advanced they created you know they created the pyramids they mapped the stars um and i think the mayans you know they did something with the calendar and you know one flaw they had i guess was the end of the world in uh, 2012 but you know you can't win at every sporting event uh and some of the questions i guess that are brought up by that um so were the technologies were they gifted by the atlanteans uh, you know, this could possibly explain how ancient civilizations were so technologically advanced. Um, basically, what they mean by this um, is, you know, Atlantis could be, uh, it, you know, it could be the mother of all civilizations, basically. Um, do you have anything else right now, Christian, before I keep going? Well, I was just going to state the origins, the derivative of its name. Uh Poseidon was the reigning god over the Atlantic. And I think, well, I, I don't know if it's just limited to the Atlantic. And I mean, if you have, if you have a god, might as well be Poseidon. He's got an awesome trident. <clears throat> yeah, he's a badass. And through his wife, I don't know which one, I'm sure he has several. Hopefully she serviced him well. Uh, she birthed, five sets of twins, and among one of those sets was a guy by the name of Atlas. And Atlas was tasked with uh, ruling Atlantis. And I don't know if the civilization was in its, was in its uh, uh, initial stages when he took over control, allegedly. Um, but anyway, he became the protector of Atlantis, and it was the island itself was special, and and its inhabitants were very involved with the gods, and originally respected them and uh, catered to their whims. And I think that is 
lie and, and myth that facilitated their advanced methods and, and technology. Um, and eventually they went on to conquer all the way to Egypt and all the way to Italy. I think Northern Italy, they called it the Etrusca and that would have been all the way to Italy. And then later they fell out of favor just because of, uh, their immorality, which is a similar theme in most other religions and cultures is that, uh, they overextend themselves and they stop subscribing to the ethics and morals that allowed them to propel into such a major superpower, uh, things to that extent. And that I think that ancient Athens encountered them, Athenians encountered them. Uh, but the way Plato portrays it is that the Egyptians were the ones who, who were adamant about Atlantis existing and uh, where the accounts originated from. Uh, what other comments do I have? And, and the only way that I think it's, it's conveyed that they're advanced is the fact that they were able to conquer vast tracts of land and also sail from their continent, which sailing at the time was, was not easy, especially on the open waters of the Atlantic. So I think that implies that they were technologically advanced, but it really doesn't state any of the, the particulars that, that indicate their, uh, their advanced nature. Um, well, you know, honestly, I don't think, you know, when we think of somebody being technologically advanced, we think of, you know, cell phones, computers, shit like that. But, you know, what if, their technological advance. So, you know, what if they don't eat, what, you know, what if they didn't Hell, fire need, back then, you know, self, self step in the right direction. <laughs> I'm it just saying also, like, what if they didn't even entertainment? Yeah, possibly. All right. Let me finish here a little fast. So I'm, I'm this bear with me here. Uh, so like I said, you know, we, we think of technological advances as to be, you know, phones and whatnot computers well what if you know they didn't need that what if they were so far advanced that you know they could communicate you know another way like telepathically or i'm just throwing this out there this is not fact at all just my own my own thoughts but you know what if they could communicate a different way and you know the fact they made like the pyramids and stuff oh, like are that we delving? are we not delving necessarily hypotheticals now trevor if we are i'm, I'm ready to hop on right board, man. this is just a small one Oh, we will. We're, we'll get into that. I have a few other. I, I didn't know if we, we were having a linear discussion. We we're just hopping on in on uh, various hypotheses. Oh, we will. We'll get. We will. I just wanted to throw that out there before I lost that thought. I'm ready to. I'm ready to relay some bullshit, man. All right. Well, bear with me on this one because I think you'll like this. So, um, have you heard anything about the Nazis in Atlantis? I, I thought you were asking me if I heard anything about the Nazis. I'm going to say no. <laughs> Say so, no. All right. So the Nazis were heavily interested in uh, a race called um, the Aryan. Is how I'm going to pronounce it. Is that like it. a Tour de France? I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't. I don't or is catch that. More that. Like the Boston Marathon. I, I don't catch that reference. <laughs> oh God damn it! Dude. Uh, so they, they were heavily interested in the Aryan race, which. Basically, they made up so blonde hair, blonde hair, blue eyes, and <laughs> you good? All right, so uh, you know 
if it seems as if they made this up because there were no record of you know genetics or DNA pointing to this type of uh, of a race, um, and th- and they were hoping that they could find Atlantis so they could um, basically you know prove that this race did exist, and then you know this would turn into a prosperous you know white Western world, um, and and they even uh, prophesied that Jesus was from Atlantis just because that of the fact that they hated so much that he was Jewish. Um, let's see here. I have another couple myths. Well, what's interesting about the Aryan topic is that the Nazis were so obsessed about their lineage that they did not want to be coupled to Middle Easterners. The, it was, it was an ideal portion that if, if they in fact originated from some sort of Western civilization, outside of the Middle East, whether it's Scandinavia or some some Western European race that it would solidify, they would be able to isolate themselves as truly a, a, a different race. Uh, it's, it's bizarre, it, it really is. But yeah, the Atlantis topic I'm aware of with the Nazis conducting research on. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty fucked up to me. <laughs> they, like they had this huge... I mean, you know, big ass issue. They, they they hated Jews basically, and they were trying so hard to find this race just so they could solidify that they, you know, that it was okay to do all the bad shit that they did. Uh, another myth that I found uh, is that people, or it said that there are some Atlanteans, um, you know, some descendants that still reign today that have a super rare blood type of Rh negative. And I didn't honestly even know this was a real thing. So apparently it is, though. That's that's crazy, though, to think about. Uh, blood type's not really something you you even think about that often anyways. I couldn't even imagine someone like needing some sort of uh, like a donor that has the same blood type. That'd be pretty rare. And uh, this brings me to the next one. And it says that uh, gingers are potentially descendants of Atlantis due to the small percentage of them in our population. So much like the RH negative blood type, you know, there's not too many uh, gingers out there. God damn, these red haired fox. Uh, (laughs) And it's, I think uh, it says in in the Switzerland area, there are quite a few of them, which kind of makes sense, I guess, from the last uh, point that I made where I said that the people traveled to Gaul, which was the Switzerland, France area, um, saying that their or their home was destroyed, basically. So that kind of ties in together real nicely. Let's see here. I think we should get into Ignatius Donnelly. Do you, do you know much about him? Yeah, I read a little or, bit. All right, we'll, we'll go with what you have, and then I'll try to fill in a little bit. So yeah, in the mid to late 19th century, people became interested in the metaphysical and and paranormal, and people were more apt to believe uh, um, sort of whimsical uh, pipe dreams. Uh, They were were more apt to cater their own uh, sources in in order to, uh, to portray their own their own uh, philosophy or opinion. And uh, Ignatius L. Donnelly, I believe he was from Northern United States, I think Minnesota, right? Yeah, I think so. He was fascinated by the fact that 
Atlantis could could be related to the Americas. Atlantis had similarities uh, because of the Mayans. The Mayans were an advanced civilization, uh, and and they probably would have been would have existed during that time period. And he was, of course, he's a reigning authority on on uh, geography and, and all sorts of ancient cultures because he's a U.S. congressman. Automatically, you're just birthed with that information. And anyway, he wrote the book, Atlantis, the Antediluvian World, and created this whole movement that uh, sparked interest in Atlantis. And this stemmed many other writers, predominantly psychics, so you can tell it's uh, automatically a, a reasonable reasonable investigation uh, to speak about or write about Atlantis and uh, develop thoughts on uh, various locations and, and things to that extent. Uh, Trevor, what else do you have on Ignatius? <clears throat> uh, yeah, I mean, again, this is early 19th century or whatever. And as a U.S. congressman, I mean, pretty much whatever you say, people are going to you know, pretty well you know, it's not like they're going to disagree with you. You have so much power. Um, and I think he writes about, let's see here. Uh, so he he basically in his book proposed that Atlantis was the first ancient civilization that created all of the others due to their incredible technological sophistication. So basically what we were saying before, you know, they're sort of the, the, the mothership. Um, and it was also proposed uh, that Atlantis was the home of the Garden of Eden, so the biblical Garden of Eden. Uh, and it is also said that uh, the same place was destroyed by the great flood mentioned in the Bible. And now this that, that kind of got me thinking a little bit. Um, so if this were the case, if this is you know real or whatever, uh, would that make Noah like a descendant of Atlantis? So food for thought there. That, that's pretty well... Uh, what I had on that with on that crazy fucker. So yeah, my next, my next thing here, I have uh, Plato. He places the destruction of Atlantis uh, around 9,700 BC or basically 11,700 years ago. And what's ironic about this is that math is spot on Trevor. <laughs> I don't know if it's, it's not like a hundred percent accurate, bro. Give it off my back. So the last ice age ended uh, exactly eleven thousand seven hundred years ago. So, you know how how would he have access to this, this information? Um, you know, he only just proposed this you know, a little over twenty five hundred years ago. So, ponder on that one for a little bit. So, uh. In recent years, though, there have been some new evidence that people have found. Uh, in 2011, uh, a research team in the U.S., they used Plato's writing as basically like a map, um, which I think that he does mention in his stories. You know, it's uh, what, what are the pillars called or that he mentions? Do you remember what they're the called? The pillars of Heracles. Yeah, okay. Dude, when I first read that, I saw I, I read Hercules, so. Don't worry, I was thinking yeah. the same thing. I had I was Danny like, DeVito hopping around with a fife and and uh, goat legs. That was <laughs> the vision I was receiving. 
I was like, Hercules, no shit. He had he had pillars that led into this fucking city. Well, hell yeah, if you're a badass like Hercules, you gotta at least yeah. have pillars. Mm-hmm. If you don't have pillars, so, I mean, if you didn't have pillars back in ancient Greece, I mean, you're a nobody. Yeah, you're just a fucking jellyfish in the middle of the ocean. So they found, or they used satellite imagery and uh, radars, and they found underneath the water they found structures exactly where plato uh, mentioned in his early writings uh, and what they found w- was um, structures in a concentric like ring sort of structure so you know you have like in the middle is basically like kind of where the buildings would be and then there's like a ring around it and then there's another ring and another ring and it's they each get bigger and bigger and then there's canals of water in between each one this is kind of how i pictured it and um, they also found something else that was uh, pretty crazy. Um, they found architecture. Well, I don't think I butchered that word. <laughs> they found architecture matching ancient civilizations of central Spain. Um, and these were also uh, made up of the same ring-like structures. So uh, many believe or I guess put out there they say you know when they left their city after it was destroyed did they build these other uh, cities exactly like their old home or you know pieces of their old city and these new ones to kind of remember or um, preserve I guess their city so you know maybe that maybe that is how it went down who knows and what Christian was talking about earlier with the with them sailing across the sea you know Back in these days, you wouldn't have thought, you know, they could go across a long, I don't know what the word is, man. I'm losing it. (laughs) Um, uh, Basically, they couldn't go that far. And so a a guy by the name of James Cameron, the guy who created the Titanic, I believe, and also, or he discovered it, my bad. Excuse me, James Cameron directed and produced Titanic. Yeah, 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 and there was a there was another movie too with the the blue dude, the blue people. Smurfs. You remember what I'm talking Smurfs about? Smurfs go to <laughs> not the Smurfs, not the Smurfs. The fuck are they called? It, it doesn't uh, matter. Blue Man Group. No, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Anyways, just know it's he Avatar. has a, yeah Avatar, Avatar. That's it. He has a shit ton of money, and that's that's the important fact there. Um, so. Uh, he he got together kind of like a his own little search party and they, and he found uh, a ton of four thousand year old Stone Age looking anchors in some of the waters that Plato said uh, the anti or the Atlanteans resided in. So this could kind of explain what Christian was talking about when he said that they were advanced as far as you know, sea travel goes back in those days. Let me uh, let me interject. This is something interesting I found. Yeah, go ahead. So there is an ancient northern or Nordic island, I guess, uh, off of Sweden or just in the North Atlantic that was allegedly flooded by a mega tsunami in 6100 BC, and this is supposed to be within the proximity of Ireland. So I, I'd, I'd say sweet. So let's see, so I'm like, so yeah, it was definitely in the North Sea and it could have been in the proximity of Ireland in between Sweden and Ireland. And 
Which would make sense for the gingers. <laughs> yes, it would. But yeah, it, it's there, there's several several uh, trains of thought with with the locations of Atlantis, and uh, it, it stems anywhere from the mid Atlantic all the way up north. So it, it's a, a, a vast range. But anyway, I'll let you continue, Trevor. Uh, yeah, and basically, you know, it kind of brings the thought to mind, like, why hasn't there been more people that should just go to some of these places that Plato writes about and research? Well, part of the problem is, is you know, it costs a shit ton of money. And to just go and, and look at these lands, I guess, with a possible or a possibility of no return, I guess, isn't isn't worth the risk to some people. But if you're James Cameron and you directed these really badass movies, then I guess you have the money to do whatever the fuck you want. So, um, and yeah, he also found some similar structures and maybe this is what you're talking about. He found some similar structures in the, um, Azira islands, uh, 2000 kilometers away, uh, from where he found the other, uh, anchors. He, he also found anchors here too. So 2000 kilometers, away i mean that's a long ass ways and and back in these days um you know if you were to think about it it'd be almost damn near impossible to sail that far uh, but uh the last thing i have and then we can get into some of our hypotheses i guess um plato he talked about a red metal called um or Ur- Alkin, something like that and uh it was in the city of Atlantis and it seemed to glow red and it was said to have been around. Uh, so Poseidon was like the King basically of the city. Um, and, and it was basically all around his temple, uh, basically showing everybody that he's the fucking man. Um, but no medals were, were found. So this made Plato seem like an even bigger lunatic. Uh, but until recently, 2015, a group of marine archaeologists discovered a 2,600-old shipwreck off the coast of Sicily. And inside, guess what they found? 39 pieces of never-before-seen metal. Um, and it basically matches Plato's description spot on. So, you know, do we really know if it's the same or not? You know, the same metals that Plato spoke of, we don't know. But, I mean, either way, it's an insane discovery. Uh, but Christian, I want to let you get started on some of your hypotheses. So hit me with your best one. Well, first and foremost, I think that Atlantis was trivialized for the sake of storytelling into one giant landmass, if it truly did exist. And there's also the, the perspective that it might not exist at all. But I think his man like Plato, of course... He's a romantic. He he wants his story to fit well, and he wants his points to be linear as linear as possible. Um, so I, I do think it's it's uh, it's a hyperbole, the story of Atlantis. Um, but I, I do think it's stooped in fact, and I do think honestly that it could have something to do with the Americas. That, that's just me. Uh, that somehow there was a voyage that made it all the way across the Atlantic and had some sort of technological advancement that allowed them to 
conquer various territories or at least uh, at least conduct a raiding party along the Mediterranean. And, uh, and it was perceived as them being from a continent because they, they would have, they would have stated that themselves. They would have been very different in, in race. And, um, uh, but yeah, that's, that's my take on it. Yeah. I mean, very well could be, uh, I wanted to throw in a little bit of an alien twist. I did, this is something that I just thought of randomly earlier, um, so what I was thinking, you know, maybe when they, you know, they left the city, it was destroyed. Um, so my, you know, my hypothesis, I guess, is maybe they left Earth after their city was destroyed. Um, and, you know, maybe that, now that's why we see, you know, people claim to see UFOs and shit like that every so often. But maybe, you know, since they were so technologically advanced um, and they didn't want us to totally just be destroyed. Maybe they're, you know, they're coming back every so often to check up on us. So, you know, my question is, are they aliens? <laughs> I know that's really far fetched, but it's, it was kind of fun. It just popped in my head and it was cool to think about. Um, you know, I don't really know if I believe necessarily in, in aliens or anything either. I mean, I do think there is something else out there, you know, maybe, maybe it is another, civilization or whatever is undiscovered maybe they would have the answers to why and how you know the pyramids were built uh you know there's so many questions that are, that are unanswered but i do think it's cool to that people are still doing research on on this topic um well let's let's say this so you allegedly the atlanteans were or were able to uh, extract precious metals and unique metals from their home homeland. Correct. Yep. Uh, what if in fact those metals were light and strong coupled together and they were able to forge shields and various armor out of it. And that could have given them a technological advantage over the, uh, their, their uh, conquering armies. Or over over the armies that uh, they're trying to conquer, something as simple as that. It's not really, it's not really scientific. It's just the fact that they were able to experiment with it, and it could have been deduced by just an average individual who discovered it. And they they've observed and inspected the material and thought enough of it to use it as armor, and and that was just a subtle advantage they had over the uh, their enemies just enough to to take them out <clears throat> very well could be and you know maybe they lost you know maybe the the reason we haven't found this like you know so-called metal i guess is because it was wiped out you know when they were destroyed basically and all, the only thing remaining could possibly be what was left you know in this shipwreck you never know i mean I don't, I don't know though, but I, I never really read up much on the metal, like what it actually like is made up of or like what it is. I'm sure, you know, it was, it was in 2015. I'm sure they have some studies out there on it now, but yeah, it's cool to think about for sure. Um, man, other than that, I'm kind of drawing a blank. I know this episode is a little shorter, but well, there, know. there, I just want to go through the proposed locations of Atlantis. Yeah. Yeah. And 
I wanted to say real fast too, like there's there's a lot of information that we kind of just skimmed over too, just because it, it, it's it's kind of heavy. Like it's it's hard to sit there and read through some of it. A lot of it's boring old philosophy shit. I'm not gonna lie that this. Yeah, I, I could have delved into this a little more. But. Yeah, it was kind of short notice too. Like Christian is going through an interview process and stuff right now, and and he's looking for offers and stuff. And I just started a new job, so getting situated. But we still want to we, we still want to promote material, prompt thought, and we can at least present facts throughout the through throughout the week. Let you guys think a little bit, um, and hopefully just prompt interest. But uh, that's that's what we try to do. <clears throat> especially tonight. And uh, we, we hope you guys did enjoy it, but I think we still have a few points to go over. Yeah, for uh, sure. So I just want to discuss the Santorini, Greece location. So this is an Aegean island. So that's in the Aegean Sea and along the Mediterranean, which I can't remember if it's on the east or west side of Greece, but it's definitely in the proximity of Greece. And... If you see pictures of it, it just has a series of built-up <clears throat> buildings, nothing too extravagant, definitely dated. And it, there's a tan tint to it. But a few years ago, or I don't know if it was a few years ago, in 1967, a portion of the city was discovered underwater. I don't know what expedition led them to discover it. Uh, but, uh, it was noted that it, it was discovered under several meters of ash. I don't know how you sift through that, but the ash would have settled. And I, I don't know what, what defining marks would have allowed them to, uh, ascertain that it was a ancient city, but it was, it was thought that it had been buried for over 3,600 years, which the time frame you would think is a little skewed. So 3,600 years, that would have put them off by uh, 7,000? Yeah, pretty much 7,000 years. Well, no, 3,600. So it would be about 6,000. 6,000 years from Plato's projected time that Atlantis was uh, destroyed. But 9,000 years is hard to fathom. And modern the modern world, according to... Plato was very young at his time, so it would have been easy to overestimate, at least in my regard. And if he was if he was able to embellish about Atlantis, why not the amount of years uh, against or uh, against its uh, destruction? <clears throat> and what's interesting about this city is the, or at least this island, is the composition of its landmarks and. Uh, soil and rock uh it's said to be red white and black and this was also noted in plato's works those colors red white and black so usually when you think of rock or when you see a certain landmass, it usually is limited to one color and this has a distinctive tricolor scheme to it which i think is interesting yeah for sure uh, but that that's a proposed location. The other one I want to go over, and there is actually a book written about it, is Sweden. A man by the name of Olaus Rudbeck. And this is, he wrote this way before all of the interest was garnered and generated in the 19th century. He wrote it in the, the uh, 
would have been the 17th century. And it's a significant work. It totaled four volumes. And he wrote that, or he deduced that Sweden was in fact Atlantis, which coincides with the whole Aryan race originating from Atlantis. And uh, uh, there is a train of thought that there was a separate race that originated, or at least that was a hotbed for civilization at a time up in Northern Europe. Uh, but of course, various other scholars were skeptical about his works, and it's widely known to be uh, to be implausible in the scholarly world. Other locations are, like Trevor mentioned, the Azor Islands, which are immediately, I don't know how many kilometers exactly from the Strait of Gibraltar, but it would be close enough for seafaring vessel, <clears throat> vessels to enter the Mediterranean without withstanding the, the major open waters from the Atlantic. Azores are basically on the same latitude line as southern Spain, North Africa. Would have been a great staging ground for advancement into Europe and North Africa. Uh, let's see, what other, what other locations are there? <clears throat> I believe people uh, often... Uh, like think of Antarctica as being a possible location, but I don't know. Like I, I guess it kind of makes sense. Uh, I think it's, this is kind of a more recent uh, theory, I guess maybe, you know, how the, how the earth shifted over time. Um, and it was said to have happened, you know, so fast that, you know, people would have been wiped out if, if you were actually living at this point and basically, you know, maybe their land was up there around where Christian's talking about, but it, you know, it shifted so fast and, and you know, so crazily that it, it ended up all the way down and, uh, you know, below America or whatever, wherever Antarctica is now. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I buy into that one, um, but I don't know. Do you have any information on that one at all? Um, the, the only way I, I'm seeing that it, it would be very difficult to investigate the land surrounding Antarctica, or at least what lies beneath. <clears throat> and just because of its, its massive ice fixture. So it's not plausible to begin with, and, and to mount an expedition it would be rather expensive and time-intensive. <clears throat> uh, Earth crust, hypothetical... Well, I don't know if it was necessarily like an expedition or whatever. You know, I think some people uh, theorized about, you know, all of the land that we know of being, you know, one solid piece of land or whatever. And then, um, you know, broke it, broke apart or whatever. And then I don't I don't know. See, like it's some of that shit's like far out there. But, you know, definitely do, do far out there, Trevor. Yeah. we need to hit up a paranormal episode next time. It's almost October. I think that month we should do paranormal every episode. It, it'll be all installments will be paranormal. Hopefully. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Do you have any other locations that you were, that you were thinking Just of? Azores, Sweden. Oh, Malta. Uh, Malta is centrally located in the Mediterranean. So I think the, Santorini islands are farther east in the Mediterranean, but Malta would be 
just in between Sicily, Italy, and North Africa, specifically Libya, I think. And this is a major, it's a large island. It's a very large island. And it's always been inhabited. And it's, it's, it has a substantial fortress and it, it has a, a, an urban environment, if you will. And it def it, and allegedly at one time, or it's been recorded that a it experienced a major reduction in population, if not completely wiped out. <clears throat> so that's just another plot or proposed location that Atlantis, the the story of Atlantis could have originated from. Interesting. I don't think I read about that one. Yeah. All right, man. So, you know, we've, we've thrown out what we know, what we've researched. So what, what's your final decision, man? Is it real? Is it not real? What do you think? I think it's a hyperbole. I do think there's an ounce of truth. I do think that there was a people that emanated from the Atlantic somewhere and continued across North Africa and Europe and, and, uh, and and they could have they could have been they could have been a tribe that migrated northern Europe and then came around somehow and infiltrated the Mediterranean. I don't know. I don't know where they they would have emanated from, but uh, I do think there's an ounce of truth to Plato's Plato's story. Now, do I think Atlantis was a continent? No. Uh, do I think that they were technologically advanced to the extent that's conveyed in a story? No. I do think they had something up their sleeves, uh, but uh, with the little information that we can we can investigate from that time period, it's just going to be difficult to ever really know for sure. And plus, the ocean, the sea bottom is more, is less, is, is less, uh, investigated than the than the surrounding skies that space has been more researched than the ocean the ocean floor it's an incredible thing like that and so i i think to ever really write off atlantis as a whole will be very difficult um and even to investigate the proposed locations yeah i mean it's pretty it's it's an interesting one for sure um Personally, I you know I'm kind of in a, agreement with you. I, I do find a little bit of truth in it. Uh, the one thing that kind of just still has me thinking a lot or whatever is, you know, I, I do agree. I don't think they're as technologically as advanced as what we portray it to be. You know, like again, I'm, it seems as if we have created it to be these alien type people who have, have magical powers and, you know, can do all things, um, you know, but one, the one question that still kind of baffles me, I guess, is, uh, I mean, it, it kind of makes sense if, if you really think about it, like how did the Mayan civilizations and the, you know, Egyptian civilizations, how did they get the technology to create the pyramids and some of these insane you know, vastly detailed cities that they do have. I mean, I mean, not, no one really knows. I know, I know there are a shit ton of Egyptian ontologists, whatever you want to call them, out there who've dedicated their lives as well as Atlantis. But I don't know, man. I want to believe. I want to think that there is. You know, maybe in the next 
you know, maybe in our lifetime they'll find some sort of compelling evidence, but I don't know. I just don't think there's enough hard evidence for us to actually say, yes, there was an Atlantis, but I don't know. That's it from us, I guess. <laughs> well, I don't know. We don't know what the next episode is going to be for next week yet, but I'm sure we'll discuss that within the next few days. Hopefully this time we can start researching a little bit faster that way. That way we can kind of speak about it and not kind of hop over our own words and trip and stuff. And I don't know, this one was kind of a rushed episode too. So we apologize on that one, but hopefully you enjoyed it. Um, Looking forward to next week again, if you haven't yet and you want some free stickers, leave a review and send the, a picture of your review we'll also be with your, at, with your address. Taint Lewis bumper sticker in unison. Taint Lewis. I like that. It's an accurate description. <laughs> well, man, do you got anything else? No, I just thank you guys for your continued, uh, continued listenership. We really appreciate your feedback and the material will get better. Uh, like Trevor said, this is sort of an off week. And uh, I think it's definitely a variety of subjects that we've discussed. And it's difficult sometimes to develop points or develop discussions. So we're, we're experimenting with a few methods and uh, it'll, it'll get better. We're we're certain. Yeah. I mean, some, yeah. Sometimes when you, you think a a subject is going to be so awesome, you're like, Oh, this is cool. This is super interesting. Yeah, there's just sometimes there's just so information it's hard to dumb it down and make it interesting enough for somebody to listen to. So hopefully, hopefully this episode we were able to achieve that. But again, I mean, I know and there we're are discussing people out there. we're discussing matters with this week and and DB Cooper guys like that subjects and that similar nature. We're we're completely. We're, we're completely developing our, our thought as we discuss this on air, which is natural. We're, we're, our thoughts are being, are materializing when we're discussing this, when we're proposing the points. Yep. You heard it from the infallible filler. Yep. All right, guys, until mm-hmm. next time, we appreciate you. Thanks everyone. Peace.